Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week, we will bring you focused, impactful content sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life, desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number seven of our You Were Created For More vlog. We hope all of you are doing well, staying safe, especially staying healthy. We've got a lot to try to get through in 10-ish minutes or so today, so let's dive right in. So here's the one thing for our talk today. Two of the biggest health problems women face today is we overeat and we're overstressed. And being overstressed, that leads to more eating. What and how much we eat is a significant factor in our overall well-being, so understanding and improving our relationship with food is a critical foundational step to better health. Did you know that Americans eat almost 425 more calories today than they did in the early 1980s. Uh, it's actually probably more like 500. Mm, why do you say that? Well, to account for the COVID-15 that so many people are saying that they've put on. Ah, yes, the COVID-15. Totally forgot to account for that. Okay, we'll say 500. Well, hey, so let's start by answering this simple question that some of you may or may not have thought about before. Why do we eat? Well, when you hear the noises in my stomach, then I think you probably know that that's why. Your stomach can make some, uh, some loud noises. Okay, so there's that, and that falls into this first one. But here are the primary two reasons that we eat. The first one is for fuel, to get the energy, the nutrients, and minerals that our body needs to function. This is regulated by our brain and our hormones. In nutrition science, they call this homeostatic eating. Big word. It Big is. Word. It is. And the number two reason is for comfort, uh, for to, to experience pleasure and or to manage our negative emotions such as stress. This is regulated by our brain and our emotions. And in science, they call this hedonic eating. Here's a few more observations about why we eat. Understand we really only need to eat for fuel, but eating for comfort has become a bigger and bigger part of what we consider a normal eating lifestyle. Most of our meals are a mix of these two reasons, but emotional or stress eating is almost always the comfort variety, which tends to be more calorie dense, uh, low nutrient processed foods that are easy to overeat. Notice the common key factor in all eating instances, our brain. Understand, this is something that we always want to stress. Our overall health is multifactorial, which means there are oh so many unique factors impacting it. And that's why we always, always preach that health is never a one-size-fits-all. In fact, understanding the full complexity of our body, how it uses and processes the food we eat, is something so intricate that only God understands all of it. That's why we continue to see new discoveries in so many areas of our health. But one thing we can understand is that for most of us, our eating lifestyles are not working because we see obesity rates continue to hit record levels despite more time, attention, and money being spent on our health and well-being. 
two primary factors that seem to be driving this is both the amount and the quality of the food we are eating. And as we'll share today, those two factors are closely related. All right. So now that we know why we eat, let's review the primary causes or reasons that we tend to overeat. Reason number one, speed. We eat too fast. Why? Mindless, distracted eating, such as while working, watching TV, scrolling social media, responding to emails, or driving after we hit that drive through And multitasking. Uh, I'm sure some of you have heard of that term before, at least I'm guessing so. I know my wife, she has it pretty much mastered, although it's something she's trying to be a bit more intentional about these days. Yes, very much so. This is a bigger problem than we realize because we are eating our food almost subconsciously without even realizing it. And processed foods, they're designed to be easy to eat quickly. So combining this with those foods is a prime recipe for overeating. Here's the problem with eating fast. Eating fast causes us to consume more calories before our body's natural hunger hormones have time to respond to tell us that we're full. All right, reason number two, portion sizes. We eat more, typically, than our recommended portion size. Why? Going back to number one, because we eat too fast. <laughs> That's true. And processed foods, again, they're designed to be hyper-palatable. Hyper-palatable means they taste so incredibly good that it's very, very difficult to eat them slowly or to just eat one portion. We use larger plates today. <laughs> one source estimates our average plate size today has increased 36% since 1960. And don't forget, all of our good moms out there, they taught us to be part of that clean plate club. So we normally eat everything on that larger plate. We eat out a lot. At most in most restaurants, they serve large portions. Again, our loving, beautiful mothers, they also taught us to be bargain shoppers. So when we eat out, the largest size is always the best value. So we order that humongous, biggie, crazy size value meal that comes with like two pounds of French fries and a 900 ounce soft drink. I think you'd be in the restroom a lot if you drank <laughs> that 900 ounces. So here's the problem with portion sizes. Portion sizes directly contribute to the amount of food and calories consumed in a day. Most of us determine our portion sizes simply by filling up our plate, what is served to us, or by what we feel like eating. Reason number three, frequency. We eat too many times throughout the day. Why? Availability. Eating opportunities and attractive snack options are plentiful, so it's easy for us to do. Another reason is emotional eating. We eat to pacify, to dull, to numb our negative emotions, such as stress, anxiety, anger, sadness, even boredom. Out of habit, our body's hormones become conditioned to times we normally eat and will send us hunger signals then, even though we're not physically hungry. And that's why late night snacking in front of the TV seems natural for some of us. The other thing is we've been told we should. For many years, health experts were saying you should eat up to six times a day to keep your metabolism higher. And that theory has pretty much been de debunked by science now. Here's the problem with eating too frequently. We may condition our bodies to eat when we're not truly hungry, which leads to excess energy storage and weight gain. 
It also raises our average blood sugar levels, which can make it more difficult for your, your body to burn fat for energy. It also increases the number of eating decisions that you have to make throughout the day, which may lead to unplanned, unhealthy choices. All right. Reason number four, the food industry. The food industry helps create an environment where overeating seems natural. Why? Food companies. Despite what they try to tell you, they are focused on their profits and not on our health. You know, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because so many people try to vilify every company and not every player out there is bad. But the simple truth is this. Most are focused on selling as much of their food as possible at the highest profit possible. What this means to us is that they are highly motivated to make their food taste as good as possible, make it easy to eat a lot of, and source the cheapest products so that their costs are lower. They're also motivated through advertising, etc., to make us think their food is healthy and it's normal to be eating all of the time. Here's the problem with our food industry. The primary focus is on their bottom line, not on our health. And since they know health is big business, they are motivated to try to convince us that their food is healthier for us than it actually is. All right. Reason number five, and we saved the biggest and the best for last, the type of food we eat. We eat a large amount of processed food in relation to the calories we consume. Why? Most processed foods are specifically made to be the following. Again, hyper palatable, which means super delicious and so hard to stop eating. They're calorie dense. To be hyper palatable, they are made with high amounts of processed fats, sugars, salts, all that stuff that we crave. And they make them easy to eat quickly, which means before you know it, you're at the bottom of the bag, which is way more than you plan to eat. There's some other things science is discovering about processed foods. Here's a, here's a really key thing. We're learning our body's key hunger hormones like ghrelin and leptin. They have very different reactions to processed versus whole foods. They don't respond like they should, which can have serious consequences with our natural appetite control and our weight, which then leads to more serious health issues. We're learning more about the dangers of excess insulin production as well caused by processed foods. Our body produces insulin every time we eat, but certain foods like processed sugars and carbs cause the highest production amounts. Here are some known health issues from this. It makes it difficult for your body to burn its fat stores for energy. It is linked directly to obesity and type 2 diabetes. We're also learning more and more about the importance of our gut health and, and the detrimental impact processed foods have there. The good bacteria in your gut, it likes and needs healthy fiber to thrive. However, most of us are only getting about half of the recommended amount because many processed foods contain little to no healthy fiber. Healthy fiber comes from real foods like vegetables, fruits, beans, and whole grains. Here's the bottom line on this. Some recent breakthrough studies have shown the amount of processed foods versus whole foods we eat, or as we like to say, man-made versus God's foods is the single biggest factor in our physical health. And you know what? We don't think that's just a coincidence. Okay, so I know we're 
kind of past our time, but we always want to share kind of our personal experience with you on the subject matter we're talking about. So we want to quickly just share how we used to eat and how we're eating now. Yeah. So for me, for the longest time, I followed what I considered popular society. And me that meaning um, I was a calorie counter. Mm -hmm. I treated all calories equal. And I will be the first to tell you that 100 calories of a cookie is not the same as 100 calories of a salad. Um, and <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bummer there, right? Um, and I went along with the no fat, the sugar free, the low calorie, that whole trend, because that's what so many people said that that's what you were supposed to do. That's what you were supposed to follow. However, as I started to learn more, get more educated, I realized that these foods, they were filled with artificial, man-made ingredients that my body doesn't even recognize or benefit from. And I was constantly hungry and desiring more. Today, I don't count anything, um, which seems completely crazy to me. Um, and Especially I for a former CPA. Well, I'm still a CPA. Hey? No, okay. <laughs> and I still enjoy my favorite treats in moderation, but I'm much more mindful of, co of consistently eating real foods that um, they help my body feel the best. I, that I'm able to regulate my hunger and um, just help me feel good. So my story is with food is I was never a counter. Uh, my story is much different. Uh, it's simply that I was one of those people that ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and whatever was convenient. So my, my diet today versus 10 years ago, I would say is pretty much 180 degrees different. Um, then it was mostly fast food, um, soda, processed foods, and creamer with a splash of coffee. Today, it's mostly whole foods. And like Amy, I still enjoy, and we both enjoy our treats in moderation, so we never feel restricted. And we don't make anything completely off limits. At least I don't have anything that's completely off limits. But we are both in touch and experienced with what we eat, and how our bodies feel. So that guides us to consistently make good decisions with both the types of food and the amounts. And I think the one most incredible, um, I guess, transformation over these 10 years is that now when I go too far on the processed food and unhealthy food side, my body actually craves healthy food. And 10 years ago, I would have never thought that was possible. And I remember you saying things like, oh, I can eat whatever I want. As long as I tell myself it's good for me, then my body will treat it as it being good for me. Yeah, that was. I was trying to do the mind over matter. It was a great theory while it lasted. <laughs> yes. So here, as we close things out for today, as a society, we're consuming more calories than we have ever before. And we explained some of the primary reasons for that. Think about how those things relate to you and your eating life. All right. So our one thing today that we want to leave with you is this. Two of the biggest health problems women face today is they overeat and they're overstressed. And being overstressed, that leads to more eating. What and how much you eat is a significant factor in your overall well-being. So understanding and improving your relationship with food is a critical foundational step to better health. We hope you enjoyed our talk today. Next week, we're going to dive into a couple super simple ways you can start improving your food relationship and improving your health. And we're all about keeping it simple. So join us then. We love you and we appreciate you. Bye for now.